Welcome back to Duskwall. As always, thank you for joining us, and if you've done so, for rating and reviewing our show. We're so happy to have you with us as we crash headlong towards the end of Season 1. International Podcast Month just wrapped up, and if you haven't yet, go check out the archives. There are so many fantastic actual plays, audio dramas, and blog posts to dive into. It was a great event to be part of, and I'm already excited for next year. Also, I will be at a Catacon in Dayton, Ohio next month. If you're going, let me know. I'd love to meet our listeners and hand out more cool Magpies bookmarks. Next, let me tell you about this month's featured charity. Asada's Daughters is a Chicago organization that supports, serves, and uplifts women-identified young black people. The group provides education to black girls and women in radical black feminism, political organization, and liberation. They offer educational programs and workshops, organize protests and resistance actions, and maintain a community garden for the neighborhood. If you can spare a few dollars, consider donating. In addition, there is now just over a month until the 2018 midterm elections here in the United States. While early polling predicts strong Democratic victories, those polls are meaningless unless people register and show up to vote. Double-check your registration and be prepared to push back against voter suppression at the polls. Educate yourself on your voting rights and encourage everyone you know to register and vote. If the Democrats can take control of both houses of Congress, that will be a major check on the hateful and fatal policies of the Trump administration and the Republican Party. So please, make sure you're registered and make a plan to vote. And as always, please continue to visit fivecalls.org and call your representatives. Now then, let's get started, shall we? So previously, the Magpies had infiltrated the Centralia Club, looking for evidence that would connect the club's missing servants to the Circle of Flame. Minx had scouted the the ground floor and public areas, uh, living her dream of finally getting into the club and being somewhat confronted with the kinds of people who get into that club. She found the elite membership office and also found that uh, Ambassador Avrathi was present at the club and uh, has very nearly crossed paths with her. Meanwhile, Myra and Finn have found their way to the kitchen where they have just grabbed a uh, servant who was in the process of being fired for stealing food from the garbage and fled into the cellar. This looks like it's it's storage for the club. There are wine racks, barrels and boxes of food. There's like shelves that have like towels and bed linens and you know there's like a big case of candles that's kind of what you see as you move into this room it's low ceiling fairly well lit the the girl that you hauled down here she's still crying a little bit Mm -hmm. i think myra pulls out a handkerchief and offers it to her so she she takes like oh um thank you (laughs) and like kind of wipes at her eyes it's like who uh who are you uh we're people who are here to help that's the simple answer. Um, okay. She still just looks very confused. The more complicated answer is it's going to be a little bit before we can get you out of here, but I promise we'll get you out of here safe. Mm-hmm. Before we go any further, can I ask you a couple questions? It won't be about what happened tonight. Uh, uh, all right. Okay. 
Lately, some people have been going missing from the club. Do you know any of these people who have gone missing? She nods uh, a little bit. And, uh, there was um, Benedict. He uh, he went missing about a month ago. He he was he was always nice to me. He he helped me out when I uh, first started here. He disappeared, um, and there have been a few others. Um, I I don't know. Okay. Before he went missing, did anything happen in the club? Was there someone who spoke to him, someone who spoke to other people before they went missing as well? Uh, he, um, I mean, there, there's a, a lot of, you know, very wealthy people here. And um, I, 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 I don't know what happened with, with Benedict, but um, there was uh, another girl, Nina. She, um, I, I saw her talking to um, Mr. Bogan, who, who owns the club. I, I overheard he said that um he said that they needed help in the on the third floor and that she could make really good tips helping up there and so they 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 went into the office and i I haven't seen her since what's the third floor yeah who is staying on the third floor uh that's the the elite members uh they have to pay more and uh, have to be specially invited. Um, by the people who own the club to, to be allowed to go up there. Would someone like Ambassador Afrathi be important enough to be there? Yes, I, I think so. I think I have seen her. She's, um, she, I think she's here tonight, actually. Myra cuts a quick look at Finn. Okay. So, first things first, it's a good thing that we got you away from the action. I know that the guy just fired you, but, um... Bad stuff is going to happen tonight. I can promise that, basically. But thank you for your help. We'll be able to help you get out of here by the end of the night, and we'll even help you find a new place to work. How does that sound? Um, what, I, why, why are you doing this? Because I'm a nice person. That's why people help people. Not around here, and not... Well, and she like gestures at herself, where she is very obviously a Scovlander. She's got red hair done back in a knot and a lot of freckles and very pale. You deserve better. Well, magpies. Magpies are great people to hang out with because they won't judge you like that. Anyway. Okay. Um, right. I don't know what your plan is for getting out of here because um, there's no other exits out of this room. Shit. <laughs> I feel like that's a good cutaway point. I think on that, yeah, we cut back to Minx running up the stairs. You you hit the door at the top and burst out into a lounge. It's a larger version of the like the lounge rooms you saw downstairs. There's only a handful of people up here. They're all just kind of draped over couches and whatever. And you're breathing a little hard, so you get a nice big lungful of the smoke that's just filling the air in here. Oh, dear. If you would like to resist that pleasant intoxication... Uh, I think I don't want to take that stress. Yeah, because you're getting pretty high up in stress there, aren't you? Yeah, I think rather than getting stressed out, I should totally just... I was not gonna take any harm, but then I got high. (laughs) (laughs) So you're gonna take level one harm intoxicated. So that does fill up both my level one. 
you you run into the room and you like stumble a little bit and everything sort of goes like soft focus and slows down a little bit. People are looking over at you, but they're all way too high to care about the fact that somebody just ran into the room. Yeah. And now I'm starting to chill out, so... Yeah, yeah, you're kind of like... Part of you is just kind of like, oh, okay, this is nice. There's another part of you, though, that hears footsteps running up the stairs behind you. Can I just, like, step to the side of the door and ready to throw trans powder at whoever opens it? <laughs> so they're going to get a face full of that and the smoke? Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so I'll mm-hmm. just chill. Okay, yeah, so you, you don't have to wait very long. The guard from, from downstairs bursts into the room and give me a roll to, or blow it into his face, or however you deliver it. Since it's relatively close range and it's kind of like, I don't know, would skirmish count here? Yeah. Okay, that's not good. That's a three. The door opens and the guy comes in and like you go to blow the powder in his face, but... You're just, like, it feels kind of like you're moving through water. Everything is really slowed down. So, like, by the time you blow the powder at him, he's, like, already moved out of the way. I is balls. <laughs> okay. And he's, like, pulled up, like, a bandana or, or oh, not a bandana, like a scarf up over his face covering his nose and mouth. Uh-huh. So he doesn't seem to be really affected by the smoke. And he grabs you by the arms, spins you around, slams you into a wall, and basically has you pinned in a desperate situation. Yo, what's going on? Why are you trying to harsh my buzz, man? Who fucking died? You broke in here. You, d- you do not have permission to be in here. The, f- the fuck are you talking about? I've been, up- I've been up here for like an hour. It's probably been an hour. Give me a roll. <laughs> um, can I also present the token? Yeah, you can show him the token. This is desperate. Showing him the token will reduce the... It'll it'll give you improved effect, so you're at standard effect rather than lesser, which is what you would have been at otherwise. Um, And this has got to be a sway. Yes. Because I'm leaning into the whole high thing. Oh, come on! God damn it. Well, you know, this is to balance out those three sixes you got earlier. Uh, Yep, Uh uh-huh. So... He snatches the thing from your hand and is like, you're a thief. And he pockets it and like keeps your, your hands pinned behind your back and is like basically frog marching you out of the room and back down the stairs. Okay. And you get down there and Avrathi is leaning against the desk, eyes narrowed as you come down and he brings you over to the middle of the room and she pushes up off the desk and kind of gets real close to your face and peers at you and was like, ah, you were, yes, I remember you. You were the distraction at the embassy, weren't you? I think of myself as more than, a bit more dignified than a distraction, ma'am. Hmm, yes, I'm sure you do. Well, you weren't up there for terribly long, so the smoke shouldn't contaminate anything. Bring her. And she goes around behind the desk shifts one of the paintings to the side and presses at the panel. And then a couple of the panels pop open, revealing a secret door and a flight of stairs leading down. Oh, God damn it. I totally missed that. Oh, man. <laughs> she leads the way downstairs. I should point out that this is highly improper treatment for a paying patron. She doesn't even respond. <laughs> 
she she leads you down the stairs into a, a small stone hallway and then through a door into a room with three stone walls and one wall that is uh, sort of metal plates. There's a stone slab in the middle oh, no. with some runes painted on it. Oh. She like looks at the guard and gestures at the slab, and he starts pulling you towards it. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're going to cut back over to the oh, others. Okay. <laughs> ah! the, the girl has just told you, like, there's no other way out of here. And yeah, what are you, what are you doing at this point? Mara looks around wildly, then turns to her. What's your name? Uh, Sophia. Sophia. Maybe you can help us out. Do you mm-hmm. know how we would get below this building? We, we are below the building. This is the, the basement. Um, this is definitely not the only place below the building. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, That's I, fine. I mean, they, they, this uh, area used to be a bit larger. Um, they, they added in this wall and she points at the back wall where you see a wall that is made of steel plates riveted together. It's like the, um, the, the storage area used to be a lot bigger, um, but then, uh, I guess about a year ago, uh, uh, maybe a little longer. Um, oh, I they, know exactly they... what's on the other side. I think at this point, Myra's like cursing quietly under her breath. We ha- there has to be a way in there. We have to be able to find it. Um, can can, can she like plate, think right? about like <gasps> where they've I... been and like how it would connect? Oh no, go ahead. Yeah. Can explosive? Can explosives? Can I have explosives? Of course you can. Yes. Oh! <laughs> I was waiting. I was sitting here like, "Come on, Madge, remember the demolition tools." <laughs> so I feel like there's pacing and swearing, and then I got it. I got it. One sec. One sec. One sec. And it's like her refusing to say anything while she sets this whole thing up, and then we'll step back and actually light something. <laughs> Okay, I think, like, while this has been happening, there's been, like, rattling and pounding at the cellar door, and it sounds like some, it, it sounds like they're starting to try to break it down. Yeah, of course they are. Yeah. But yeah, you're, you can wire up a, a whole bunch of explosives onto the wall. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, go ahead and uh, wreck this shit. Do you want a devil's bargain or push <laughs> yourself or anything? I got three dice. Okay. I mean, to be fair, so did Josie. (laughs) This is going to be risky. Okay. Four. Four? Yeah. Four means means you do it. I know. (laughs) But that could have been a lot worse. Um, But there is a consequence. I feel like taking horror makes sense. Well, I'm thinking either you take harm or they break through the door. Hurt me! (laughs) (laughs) All right, if if you insist. I would rather get hurt than have this girl be put in any further danger. <laughs> God, God bless. bless. That's the most Finn thing. Oh, all right, so Finn, you, like, looking at these plates, they look a lot like the hulls of the Leviathan Hunter ships. And, like, so you, you know, you spend enough time on the docks, you have a, an idea of, like, how thick and sturdy they are. So you, like, put every explosive that you've got (laughs) on here so much and you light it and then like myra 
having worked with you for a while, has pulled Sophia, like, back to the farthest possible <laughs> corner away from your explosive setup and is yes. probably, like, hunkered down behind a barrel. Finn, you, like, you light it, you back up, you get maybe about halfway across the room, and then it blows. Yep. And it blows a hole in the wall. Heck yeah. A Lit- little bit of a hole but, in the ceiling. But... And you go flying backwards across go. the room. <laughs> you slam into the opposite wall. You are kind of studded with shrapnel from the wall. And you slam back into to the opposite wall very hard. Mm-hmm. So it's level two harm exploded okay. again. Probably ha- fully half the stuff in this room is just destroyed. As, you know, Myra and, and Sophia, like, pop their heads up to like look out to to see there's a big hole in the wall and on the other side of it you see a guard who is like sprawled on the floor also in pretty bad bloodied up shape ambassador avrathi standing at a table on the opposite side like kind of she has her like one hand on the table to sort of brace herself and in the other hand she's holding a a glass bottle of some kind of silvery liquid can i shoot the bottle yep in a moment because in the middle (laughs) of the room is Minx, who is strapped down to the stone slab painted in runes that Blair had told you about. Oh, hello, dears. I must say, impeccable timing. (laughs) Now you're welcome to shoot the bottle. I would like to shoot the bottle. I would like to push myself. Okay, this is going to be risky. Four. You shoot the bottle. It explodes. There's glass shards and silvery liquid everywhere. Avrathi sort of shrieks as, like, this glass bottle that she was holding in her hand blows up. So, like, her hand is kind of a mess now. And the complication is that door is breaking down. The door behind you. Myra's going to give her second pistol to Sophia, just in case she needs it. Sophia takes it and holds it like as far out from her as she can it as as if she is holding a a dead fish i hope you don't need it <laughs> me too then we'll get up and dust yourself off and look over at avrathi and uh sort of like lift her chin do the like han solo thing of like what's up uh and be like hey avrathi <laughs> she never actually saw you <laughs> <laughs> I know. She has no. I know that. Like that's what makes this so good is that she has no idea who the hell you are. But you just blew a hole in her wall. She like basically has her right hand like pressed to her chest. You can kind of see blood starting to like soak into her shirt. And with her left hand, she kind of awkwardly draws a pistol and then yells, "Guards! What do y'all want to do?" Uh, I'm tied down. You are tied down. So I will provide blithy commentary. Because I am high. <laughs> so what do you all want to wanna try and do? I want to shoot. Okay. Vin is in her... No, I'm not going to shoot. I'm just going to try and punch. Punch girl. You're going to have to... Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to, like, sprint across a good deal of room to get to her, but you can do it. Yeah, I'm willing to do that. I will say that I'm trying to do as much damage as possible to make it a wreck. Okay, yeah, just, like, slam her back into the desk. Yeah. Okay. I got a six! (laughs) She's, like, kind of squinting at you, trying to figure out who the hell you are, and you just sprint across the room, bull rush her, and slam her back into the desk, and, like, she 
bangs her head against the wall and like cries out in pain as this like jostles her her injured hand um mm-hmm. and like the the two of you are just kind of like struggling over there now but you definitely have the upper hand for the moment yeah yeah i'm gonna like grab her good wrist and like try and pin it to the ta- to the desk so she can't get okay. very far is there an obvious way to release minx they're like leather straps with like buckles on them um and she's just like strapped down so yeah you can very I'm gonna do easily that and make sure that sophia is between the wall and me yeah yeah she she's just like following right behind you very Perfect. frightened just assume that i'm shielding her with my body at all times okay <laughs> you like start undoing all the straps off of the thing oh myra you do care of course i do minx who's our little friend you're adorable <laughs> She's just kind of, like, staring at Minx very wide-eyed and looking around. Myra reaches out and, like, puts a hand on Minx's forehead just to hold her head still and, like, looks into her eyes and is, like, basically coming to the assessment. Her pupils are so big. Like, she is just, like... <laughs> oh, my Minx. Now, now, be fair. It wasn't my fault. Although I am enjoying myself. Uh... I didn't believe it was your fault, given that I just found you here. Meanwhile, on the other side of the room, a few more guards have come in and are making their way through the storeroom uh, towards you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I free yet? Yes, yeah. Minx, Minx is free. I think, like, while Finn and Avrathi have been struggling over the desk, like, most of the stuff that was on the desk is now on the floor. There's, like, some papers, there's now a lot of broken glass and weird silvery liquid on the floor, um, and there's a leather-bound tome that has, like, a little bit of gilt edging on it, uh, also, like, fallen on the floor. I think Minx is gonna, like, if stuff was taken off of her at all, like, her cane. Maybe sitting on that table. Yeah, or, like, it's, it's leaning against a wall, propped up in a corner. Yeah, uh, she's just gonna walk over to it. You know, normally I wouldn't argue against a lady tying me down on a Friday evening, but extraordinary circumstances, I suppose. And I'll pull the sword out of my cane and sort of... I'm almost drunkenly brandishing it at the people coming towards us. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Come now, come now. All right, Myra and or Finn. I think I'm just going to grab the papers and book up. Okay. I'm keeping Avrathi on the desk by, like, the arm that I had before I was just, like, holding it so that she couldn't move anywhere while, like, pitting her with my other hand. I'm going to move the other hand. I'm going to, like, twist it back the way it should not go. That that hand she had, like, a pistol in, so I think, like, she – you've probably bent it back to where she's, like, dropped it. Yeah. And is, like, yeah, she's just – like, she's struggling against you a lot, but she is not a fighter. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to – Get real close to her face. You've heard a lot of good people. You know that in this very room? It was for things that you can't possibly understand. Demonic power? Power that you would never comprehend. They were expendable. Finn, in order to keep a hold on her, you're gonna need to make a roll. I'm gonna do a skirmish. This is gonna be risky. Yeah, I'm gonna also push myself. Okay. Cool. Six... Yeah, you you keep a hold on her. A couple shots go off, but they they miss because and the guards seem to be like hesitating a little bit because like 
I don't know if you're necessarily using her as a human shield, but the the, the positioning is such that they they can't get a clear line on you. Yeah, I'm definitely positioning myself so that if they try to shoot me, they will get her. Okay, yeah. So Myra has a bunch of papers and book. Minx has a sword and a pretty good high. Finn has Ambassador Avrathi. Can I just kind of use my drunken waving as a distraction? Just like, surely they can see me stumble a bit and perceive that I'm not really a threat. But can I just kind of like be weird and annoying enough to like draw their attention for a few crucial moments? Sure. Basically, I want to give people time to get out of the way of being shot. (laughs) I might get shot, but... So you're kind of trying to do, like, a setup action, basically, for for everybody else to run? Yes, kind of. Yeah, you can can definitely be distracting, and then if this works, everybody else who follows through, taking advantage of your distraction, will, will get either improved position or a plus one effect. I am going to push myself, though and get myself up to four dice, because I'm positing this as a sway. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm going to cry, you guys. That's amazing. That's oh four ones. God. Four ones for the listeners. That's remarkable. That's insane. Here's, here's what happens. You're, like, stumbling around, waving your sword. The guards with the guns don't seem to be paying a lot of attention to you. They're, they're still focused on the, the seeming much more obvious threat of Finn. And what you hadn't been paying attention to is that guard who was on the ground. Uh-huh. Because you stumble over, and he lashes out and grabs your ankle and just pulls your legs out from under you. And you go crashing down. You slam your head against the, the cobblestones. Your sword cane goes rolling out of your hand. You are going to take level two harm, concussed. Yeah. And he's kind of like struggling upright, looking very bloodied, um, and is like kind of fumbling for his own pistol. Ow. Myra could have left something in the cellar that would surprise these guards. Ooh, a yeah. rabid dog. <laughs> Where would I put a rabid dog match? <laughs> I don't know. Can you have more explosives? I was gonna say, that's what's popping into my head. Yeah, more explosives would make sense. So I think that what she does is she reaches out, she grabs Sophia with one hand and Finn with the other, and she says, get out. Okay. I'm gonna say that's a one-stress flashback. It's a little trickier to pull off, but not super improbable. So yeah, you, you like, pull them back, the, the guards are starting to move forward, and then, boom, 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 a whole bunch of explosions go off. Some of the shelves fall. There, there's a lot of like confusion and shouting. It, it creates a, a very loud, momentary distraction. Mm-hmm. Can I use that distraction to grab the gun? Yeah. So I'm going to pick up the gun that I stole from Avrathi, and I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna keep one hand on her shoulders to keep her pinned to the desk. Uh huh. Then I am gonna. I'm going to look down at her and say, the only person who's expendable here is you. And I shoot her. Yes. To, to kill? To kill. Okay. Yeah, make uh, make a roll. And I'm 
not caring about how much other damage I caused to the area around her with this. So you're 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 shooting a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're firing a lot of bullets. I'm shooting at least once, but I am not aiming very well. And I'm gonna take another two stress to push myself. Two ones, a two and a three. Wow, that's wow, okay. I have her right here. And I, I think what happens is she man- she like knees you in the stomach. It's not enough where you take harm, mm-hmm. but you also like you said you weren't aiming super well. So like she manages to get a knee up, knees you in the stomach, you lose your hold. You still got the gun. She's still mm-hmm. pretty badly injured, but she manages to break free of your your hold. I think she's gonna run. <laughs> she okay. she realizes what nearly happened and she is just gonna book it. So she heads towards the the doorway and the stairs that Minx was brought through. I shoot again. Okay. This one is going to be a hunt, right? And it's going to be risky. Is there any way to aid that or is that not a thing? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, can absolutely help guess her. who has a newly minted special ability to aid without taking stress? Yay! Nice. I think like I fire like into the wall and she like flinches away from it. And then, yeah, yeah it, it's trying to sort of move her into Finn's mm-hmm. aim. So it's like yeah. over, you see, like, over Myra and Finn's shoulders. You see Myra raise her gun over, like, Finn's left shoulder and, like, shoots and, like, it hits the wall and chips it and Avrathi flinches. All right. I have my two best dice in my hand right now. I'm so nervous. Yeah, I am. I'm nervous for you. <laughs> Five. Okay. So she takes off running. Myra shoots her. She flinches to the side. Finn, you catch her square in the back and she falls, pitches face forward down. And I, how, does, how does Finn feel after she falls? Ooh. Oh, man. It isn't even like a, yes, I did it. It's more like a, okay, what's next? Uh. Okay. So you, you get a moment and then you get shot in the side by one of the guards. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, what would I roll to resist that? Prowess. Prowess. How many things do I have in prowess? Oh, I have four in prowess. Cool. Okay. Six. Okay, yeah, then you take no stress. Are you guys going to do anything else? You're just going to run out of here at this point? We're going to, I think at this point we run, yeah. Okay. Well, I imagine it is mostly on the on the backs of Finn and Myra as <laughs> Minx is disoriented in a really bad we're way. we're shivying Sophia and Minx ahead of us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and threatening anyone who gets in our way. Yeah, there's probably a lot of like, I'm, I'm picturing that there's just a lot of shots, like probably a bullet hits one of those chandeliers and shards go flying everywhere. There is screaming and panic and chaos and you all burst out of the front doors of the Centralia Club. As they Club. step through the front door, Myra tosses over her shoulder a magpie tip. Yes! Good. Yes! I was, yes. I was gonna, I was thinking the exact same thing, I'm not even joking. <laughs> Myra tosses that pin and the the four of you with this poor servant girl just so confused and frightened, uh, you all go sprinting off into the night. Where do you take Sophia? Handspaw. Handspaw? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, you guys, so you, do you guys go just like straight there? Yeah, probably. Okay. 
you don't take a direct route. Of course you, not. You take some back alleys. Like, yeah, you're, you, you guys have been doing this long enough. You know how, how this works. Manx, you mostly come down from your high on the way, which means there is nothing to distract you from the throbbing pain in your head. Uh-huh. Minx is, like, completely fucking out of it and probably goes over to the bar and orders a drink when she gets to Wrigley's, even though he's probably in no position to make her one. I mean, he he keeps the bar open pretty late, but, like, I think it's getting to the, the point where, like, he's starting to, to get ready to close up and, like, you guys stagger in. He, he looks you over. There really aren't any other customers in here. He just looks at you, opens the, the flap, comes over, locks the door. <laughs> <laughs> and then just is like, sit down <laughs> and disappears into the back. He comes back with a bottle of cheap alcohol and a roll of bandages. And he just kind of like sets them down and is like, I don't want to know what happened. Uh, patch yourselves up as much as you can. Mm-hmm. He he looks at Sophia and is like, uh, this is not Blair. No, this is Sophia. Blair's at home. Safe. Mm-hmm. Okay. This girl needed some help. We have a thing for this, apparently. When Myra says, like, she needed some help, he just kind of, like, looks at, at Sophia again and then looks back. He goes, like, are you going to bring me all your strays? Not all of them, but this one is a special case. Can you do me a favor, Rig? Yeah, well, what's the favor? Give her a job. He, like, kind of looks over at her and she is, like, she hasn't, she basically hasn't said a word since the explosions started like she is just like curled in on herself looking terrified he sees this and kind of like walks over and like crouches down so that he's more at eye level and he's like uh where where'd you work before this what were you doing i um i i worked at the the centralia club and he like shoots the three of you a look (laughs) you said you weren't gonna ask us anything you stick with that i asked her which i also now slightly regret um we lived the dream is what we did right We live the dream. I, yeah, looks like it. Um, So he's just kind of, he talks to Sophia a little bit, kind of asks what she did there. And, you know, she explains, he's like, well, I can make room for another server on staff, I suppose. Um, And he's kind of like rubs the back of his neck and is like, "Uh, yeah, come come on over to the, the bar and let me, you know, get some information from you. So can get you added to the schedule and she like stands up and and kind of looks at the the three of you still very frightened the people here are much nicer than at the centralia club by a long shot Brittany's just about the nicest person in this damn city she like kind of nods a little bit and is like wringing her hands she's like um, all right i am um, thank you um, I I still don't really understand any of what happened here. Um, it was very. This is not how I expected this night to go at all. But um, th- thank you. Yeah, things spiraled. Sorry about the explosions. That was not in the plan. It was a backup measure. She just kind of like nods and heads over back to follow Rigney and leaves the the three of you sitting at the table. Myra, do you want to look over those papers that you grabbed? Yes. So the the book is a a thick, leather-bound, gilded tome. And when you open it up, there are pages and pages and pages of notes that are written in different hands. It looks like multiple people were taking notes here. And they start about a year ago. The notes talk about some kind of drug called Spirit Sight, an entity called the Fallen Star, 
And it seems like the Circle of Flame was using this spirit sight drug. They, they would drug people and then try to ask those people questions to get have them have visions of locating different objects, particularly the relics of Kotar. Hmm. They worked through a number of different formulas. They started working better when they began incorporating the ghosts of people who had died while on this drug into the formula. Eventually, it ended up working, and this method located the Eye of Kotar, which was shipped in from Eruvia and stolen by the magpies. After the eye was stolen, the circle decided to speed up their search. They built a second ritual chamber. The most recent entry is someone complaining that it's harder to grab new sacrifices uh, because so many of the, the guards are dead. And the final entry says, use some of the servants then. There's enough people looking for work that we can replace them. They'll be perfectly acceptable. Also, the person who complained about leaving the club unguarded was H.B. Harvell Brogan. Mm. You've got this journal here that basically spells out exactly what happened. God, I wish we could narrow down who those initials could be. I mean, Avrathi's probably EA. Yeah, I, I was about to say, you got three guesses. The two first two don't count. <laughs> but who is... Who is EP and who is R? No idea so far. Probably shouldn't have shot Abrathi. Uh, either result is acceptable to me. Good job, Finn. Makes it go, go rest her head on her forearms. So a as you all are sitting there, there's suddenly a light knocking at the door. And everybody kind of freezes. Rigney is standing behind the bar, and he looks at it. He reaches under the bar, comes up with a blunderbuss, walks over, and there's like a window with a, like kind of a, a curtain over it. And he like kind of eases the curtain aside and peers out and then like totally relaxes, lowers the gun, opens it up. And a, a rather like flustered looking Lonnie and Roxanne come hustling in. Oh, it's you. Oh, excellent. Glad to see you join the party. We have a scoop for you. Roxanne is translating what you're saying, and Lonnie signs back. We heard the alarm bells going and the death bell, and we heard pretty quickly about some kind of attack at the Centralia Club, and, well, she shrugs. And so, like, yeah, they, they grab a couple chairs and come over, and it's like, so what, what did you find? I think Myra just gestures to this book that's laid out here. Yeah, so they, like, take it and flip through it, and there's a lot of facial expressions that, like, grow increasingly more more troubled and alarmed, and then when they get to the, the last entry, Lonnie's, like, mouth goes into, like, a thin line, and she kind of, like, pushes back from the table and makes a sign that Minx recognizes a, a very rude word. <laughs> and Roxanne still, like, has both her hands on, on the journal and is like, this, this is more than we could have asked for, um... Can we, can we, can we take this? We need to get started. Do you have any speculation on those others? I mean, we can guess on two of the sets of initials. It's uh, most likely Harville and um, Avrathi. Um, EP, yeah, e EP and R. Mm -hmm. Let us know if you figure them out. Just there, there'll be people to watch out for. Yes, we'll we'll absolutely look into it. Yeah, you're going to need to question Harville about it, not Avrathi. Roxanne and Lonnie both kind of, like, look at you for a moment, and then Lonnie just sort of nods. 
And it, it's like, it looks like they're both kind of like making the very unusual decision for them to not ask any more questions. They can make a pretty easy guess. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Roxanne like closes the book and, and tucks it into her bag. And it's like, um, you, you all should rest up. You look like you had a very difficult time getting this. And uh, we're sorry to have put you all through this, but we'll, we'll be in touch. We'll definitely look into those other names and, and see what we can find out. <laughs> and so, you know, they, they head out. Rigney, like when he sees them leaving, he, he walks them out and locks the door again. <laughs> He gets, like, you know, Sophia kind of taken care of, put on the schedule, probably, like, gives her a shot to calm her nerves. You know, he he tells you guys that he'll get his buddies in the cabbies to take her home, make sure that she, you know, gets back safely. Once you all are rested up enough where you feel like you can start heading back home, you, you get up and make your way back through the streets. You know, you're all tired and hurting and battered, but you made it. And you helped someone and eliminated somebody who was involved in a lot of very terrible things. So you get back to the nest. Uh, Blair is asleep when you get in. You all kind of crawl into bed. Manage to, you know, get to sleep. For some of you, it takes longer than others. You're all awakened shortly before dawn by the sound of bells tolling throughout the city. Several sets of bells are kind of high-pitched and frantic, and you recognize that. That's the alarm of the brigade, which are the firefighters of Duskwall. The other bell is a low, constant, steady toll of the death bell ringing out over and over. You all get up, you know, kind of head to the windows looking out, trying to figure out what's going on. And as you all look towards the, the northwest in the city, you find your way to those windows. You see, lighting up the sky, a massive fire in the middle of the docks district. Oh! Oh no! Oh no! Thanks for listening. The Magpies will be back in two weeks. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at magpies underscore pod. The Magpies podcast is hosted and produced by Ree. Follow me on Twitter at Rhiannon42. Blair Colhane is played by Kim Kogut. Follow her on Twitter at KimDeannaJones. Minx is played by Josie. Follow her on Twitter at DragonGirlJosie. And watch her art streams at picarto.tv slash DragonGirlJosie. Myra Keel is played by Minna. Follow her on Twitter at MinaMinar. And Finn Haig is played by Madge. Follow her on Twitter at MadgeQuips. The opening and closing theme music is from Trio for Piano, Violin, and Viola by Kevin McLeod, and is used under a Creative Commons license. The Blades in the Dark roleplay system is the creation of John Harper and is published by Evil Hat Productions. And let me look at my list of drugs to see what you just inhaled. <laughs> Blades in the dark, everyone.